cheers. Cheers. It's it's officially happened. Should I draw attention to the fact of what has happened, or do you want to go to the drinks first? Uh, wow, you know what? I want to know what you were gonna say because I was gonna go to the drinks first. First things first. You first. <laughs> Alex and I officially we are broke not. Up. <laughs> Sorry, we're done. This is uh, episode seventeen and final episode of the Craft Head. No, I'm sorry. that's an absolute lie. Um, I, I live in another place in Atlanta. Yes, I live we officially eleven, twelve miles away from you, and now you live in the same spot. Yeah, Tara's here. Say hi, Tara. Hi. Okay, there. That's our contribution. <laughs> that's all we're gonna get out of her tonight, probably. But that's okay. Um, we're pretty hossed up. Yeah, we so several episodes ago we had one where we were feeling real hossy, mm-hmm. and we're doing that again. This is the drunkest I've been on a <laughs> podcast. I can so see far. your face, <laughs> and I'm very happy. So I, I will go to the drinks. Okay. So we were talking about what are we gonna do? We gotta have something fresh. I was gonna do, we were gonna do Habiki again, and Tommy, hold on, rightfully so. He, he's 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 sniffing. <laughs> I want to drink it. I didn't want to do the exact same drink, but. We were looking at recipes and everything, and I insisted. I said, hey, we got to use this elderflower liqueur, which it looks is like Saint, Mountain Dew, Saint Germain. And then I, I got my mind working, and I had several. We have we have several ingredients, so we're going with the Pernod, which is an anise liqueur, because I was thinking plants and herby stuff. For all of you young folk out there, anise is licorice. Yeah, like the the flavoring. If you've ever had a pizzel cookie, mm-hmm. it's anise flavoring. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I was thinking the planty herbal thing. So I went with anise, and these are all equal parts. Um, Saint Germain elderflower liqueur, also a very sweet herby, herby. yeah, sweet Serbi- Serbi wheat. Serbian <laughs> sweet, and then Serbi gin, wheat, which what? obviously is an herbal spirit with never heard juniper. Of it. Yeah, never. I, we don't know what gin is. So equal parts, and then to top it off, to give it a little bit more volume and carbonation, cucumber mint sparkling water from Target. Why does this look so Mountain Dewy? It looks really good. What's the Mountain well, Dewy color? Be, from it? Before we drink this, I'm actually gonna get a picture, and the color is coming from the Pernod, because Pernod is like that neon green color, neon greenish yellow. Oh, you took a picture? Yeah, okay. you ready? I was trying to get out of the way. Uh, cheers. To the Mountain Dew. Be, be honest, if, it's, if it tastes like garbage. But let you know. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty wild. There's a lot of flavors in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm It kind of tastes like something I would get at Kimball House. It's it's because of that anise flavor. The anise licorice, whatever, is very strong. So that's the first thing I taste. Mm -hmm. The carbonation is the next thing I taste. The cucumber, I would say, is third, which is surprising because yeah. there's a lot of other flavors in there. I agree. I topped it off like whenever I so I did an ounce of each and put it in a, and I shook it up in the shaker and then topped it off with the sparkling water. So volume wise, I like this. I think from now on, whenever you come to my place to do the drinks and I oh, come daddy. to your place, you make the drinks when I come here. I make the drinks when you come there. That's a good. And thing. we don't talk about it. And I, I introduce it to you on the show. And right. And you kind of I like bring that. it to me. Done. Because then I'm getting an honest, full reaction. Totally. Out of I'm, it. I'm totally in. But if you ever need me to bring anything, since we have this liquor cabinet, anything mm-hmm. that you contributed to, just let me know and okay. I'll bring it over. We don't have many liquors left. We drank a lot. We did drink a lot. We're alcoholics. Yeah. We did a lot We did a lot of serious damage to this stuff. On a 1 to 10 scale, Tara, how alcoholic are Alex and I? Oh. 
There's a, there's only one number that you can answer with that I'll be happy with. Seven. Seven. <laughs> oh, for Alex, he's a seven. What about me? Six. Oh, I'm less of an alcoholic than you. That's a good thing, I guess. No, that is a good thing, for sure. Hey, so, I have some things I want to ask you. I do, you. too. You start. <laughs> We're both I gotta bring out our phones. phones. Yeah. We have this... Uh, we don't so, rehearse. Kurtz. Jake Kurtz. Yep. Holla at Jake. Uh, podcast... Um, popular demand yeah that is what his podcast is called listen to a couple episodes i appreciate his honesty on it he's a good guy everybody can check it out if they'd like to popular demand jay kurtz i went and visited him the other day and well i I visited tampa and he lives there so i caught back up with him and it was really nice seeing him he told me something that i had no idea about you that i wanted to ask you about okay great is this from last week no Wait, remember you, or like two weeks ago, you said I have to yes. bring some- Okay, yes. good. This is this it. Is it. This Thank is God. It. All right. Yeah. Tell um, me. Kurtz told me the first time you ever tried dip was with him. Yeah. And you had never told me this story, but I heard that it was didn't I'll, go well for you. Oh my God. I'll tell you it firsthand. Yeah. So this was one of the <clears throat> clandestine nights when we were drinking in the basement at my parents'. <laughs> Sorry, Dad, if you ever listen to this. And peeing in the sink. Oh, well, sorry, Tim. That was the least of what I did. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> if that was the least, then I got to hear what else is well, going on. No, that that was questionable. But <laughs> I drank a, uh, you know, I had whatever shit whiskey in a water bottle. Wait, we're going too fast. This is such a great childhood memory of mine. We have to talk about it. Whenever I spent the night at Alex's when I was young, he had his laundry um washer and dryer in the basement of his house and us being lazy 13 14 15 year old not even up to no good it's not like we were drinking we were not we weren't we were actually good kids we were just lazy troublemaker class clowns question authority question authority there was no point in going upstairs to go to the bathroom we would pee in the stationary tub pee in the stationary tub because it was the closest thing that we had to a sink and, um, we ran the water. At I least. mean, oh, a toilet. I shouldn't say a sink. Yeah, I did yeah, that. we did run the water, so we didn't have to hear each other peeing and whatnot. But I did that at another friend's house too. Shout out away. Zitchy. Sorry to his parents, but um, so one of my best memories of Alex's basement, besides Nerf Nerf gun wars, we'll get into that another time. But go ahead. Definitely. Um, so I, I I had like a water bottle full of whiskey. So that's 500 milliliters, which mm-hmm. is half a liter, which is a lot. And I think I drank it all in that night, and that's when we decided to try dipping for the first time. So you were destroyed. Plastered. And who who brought it up and why? Kurtz and I had been talking about it for a while, and it was just one of those things like, hey, it's time, you know, let's let's throw a big old lip banger in. And but you guys, neither of you had ever done it before. No, okay. this was a first time situation. I was on my couch. Kurtz was in my recliner. We were just sitting, you know, we were probably playing games or watching a movie or something beforehand. And we threw these big old, you know, were they pouches or were they just? Oh no, this was like this was like shit, like grizz or something like that. Oh, loose leaf grizz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And cut grizz, I should say. I can remember within about sixty seconds of throwing that thing in, maybe one hundred and twenty. I looked at Kurtz and I was like, "This is the best feeling ever. (laughs) Why, why, why don't we always do this?" I, I said those words. Okay. I was puking another two minutes later. Ugh. I mean, within five minutes of putting that in my mouth, I was just all night long wishing I was dead. No, not all night. Not all night long, but wow, was that an unpleasant experience? 
Okay, so now I got to give you my first short dip. story of my 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 first not not even my first dip experience. It was like my second dip experience, third, mm-hmm. second or third. I can't remember, but it was actually just a couple of years ago. I'm not a dipper. I don't like it. I tried it during baseball one mm-hmm. time. My boys tried to get me to do it, and I was just like, "This isn't for me." And I remembered why because of the second time I tried dip, I was hammered as well. I had mm-hmm. like I did a uh, scavenger hunt through Sarasota, and uh, I had a buddy Kenny drive me home and we passed by a lake and i was like oh, i bet that has a lot of good fish in it right now and kenny's a fisher so he was like you want to go and i was like yeah let's do it so we hopped out started fishing and he's a lip pat lip pattier <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a lip thrower so he asked me if i want to and i was like oh shit i haven't done this since high school and he said just throw one in so i did and i remember sitting there going for fish and i could not stand straight for the life of me mm-hmm. and it's probably because i thought that i was spitting all of my juices out but i definitely i you're, must you're have like been you're su- you're not subconsciously but you're accidentally swallowing exactly yeah. and you're not supposed to do that don't ever I, do i'm it. pretty sure i just said swallowing but continue same thing yeah. right <laughs> and i remember instead of swallowing my my uh, spit and making me want to throw up i have the opposite effect it runs right through me and makes me feel like I have to shit my brains out. Oh, well, I guess that's a good thing. It probably is, because I hate throwing up. But I looked at Kenny, and I was like, not being <laughs> I able to shit. I was like, I got to shit, and I got to shit right now. And he looked <laughs> we, at me. We've got a maximum of 10 seconds left. He looked at me, and he was like, all right. I took five steps backwards from the lake <laughs> and squatted and shit <laughs> in the grass. That's awesome. People are going to love me for this. Did you wipe with the grass? Uh, you should have just like wiped your ass on the turf. Honestly, I was too drunk to remember what I did to wipe. I don't remember. Fingers. <laughs> Maybe I dipped my ass in the lake. Did, did, did you dip it down in the bowl? Clean bowl. Clean bowl. Throwback to Detroit AM interlude. Can't remember. I don't remember what I did. But I remember Kenny told this story to everybody. And I, me being the only person really I am, I just opened it. I, was, yeah. I just owned it, man. So yeah. people don't judge me for that. I, I, ha- I don't do that don't, every day. Do not judge anybody until <laughs> you try dipping. Especially, now it, it's different. <laughs> it affects I, I should also weird. point out, Tommy and I are both non-cigarette smokers. Yes. So if you have never been exposed to nicotine, it will ruin your life if you dip. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's and, a good point. Yeah, and and I've only I think I've I've dipped like three or four times in my life, a total. So in college, one of my roommates, I mean, he just lived off the stuff, and it, it was weird. He was nocturnal. Uh-huh. He was a military guy, legitimately nocturnal. I would be getting ready for bed around. Midnight, twelve thirty, one o'clock, and that's when he would wake up, and he'd be like, "You want to play COD? You want to play Rummy? You know what? Big cards guy." And then of course I'd be up real late. But then a couple times we played like Call of Duty together, and he would convince me to throw one in, and I, I at least knew from experience I wouldn't be hammered. If anything, I had a couple beers, uh-huh. throw it in, but I would cut myself off and be like, "Dude, five minutes max, and yeah, I'm pulling yeah, yeah. this thing out." And the the biggest experience I get from that, which is unpleasant. I, I become incredibly hot. Oh. My body overheats. I well, feel it's like amphetamine, I've... right? Or it's stimulant. Oh my god, I always do that. <laughs> amphetamine <laughs> cigarettes. That would be bad. But yeah, I I just it's unbelievable how hot I get. I hate it. Exactly. What's the other thing that you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, it's before we move off. Of, by the way, um, twelve minutes in, no topic. Are we? Let's just bullshit for another. 15 <laughs> yeah, minutes? definitely. Okay, totally. Cool. Okay, good. But 
actually, if you do have something that you think is going to go on pretty far, just because this is a better segue, I, I imagine. I don't want to move off of Kurtz. Yes, that's what I'm doing. Okay, good. I'm continuing with Kurtz. Sweet, dude. He also... This is the Kurtz episode. Yeah, it is. He also mentioned Jake something Kurtz. that I thought would be a brilliant idea. Okay. He said, dwarfism basketball with five foot rims. How? That might be the best idea I've ever I heard don't... come out of Jake Kurtz's mouth. That is... Kurtz, let's do it. Wait. I know it's so good. He said it, and I was like, you know, most people are just going to laugh about it. No. They, I would watch it. I would, but if hey, there Kurtz, was by a the way, Tara, you actually got Tara to laugh on that. That's the funny <laughs> Tara's thing. Tara's laughing yeah. over yeah. How good is that? Mm-hmm. I would watch it. And it's not because, like, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. This isn't a freak show. This is a Nobody's. whatever you're born with. <laughs> whatever you're born with. The, the ultra-athletes that come out of whatever disability or, you know, no, I, attitude I that you're totally get with. what you're saying. I want to see. What, how, is it any, how is dwarfism basketball any different from the Special Olympics? It, first of all, it's not. And second of all, it would be very interesting to see true talent shine mm-hmm. in something like that is way more interesting because I could get into a fight with you about this. I am not interested at all in the NBA. The abundance of enormous and talented, huge men for the NBA. There's tons of them. Mm -hmm. But, like, imagine finding a dwarf who could dunk on a whatever foot hoop Mm -hmm. and, like, shoot threes like a champ. Exactly. When you you look at how few people are already affected by dwarfism, I love that idea. Maybe we should start it. I love it. Well, we just ruined... Kurtz, you better... Dude, you gotta, like, jump on this, because we just sent this out to the public. <laughs> you gotta get moving. Well, I think we only have, like, 100 listeners, so you don't have to beat 100 people to Ex- it. Exactly. Everybody on here is gonna be pretty lazy about it, too. I'd be, I'd be down to be active towards this. Yes. <laughs> but that's drunk Tommy saying it. I would... Sober Tommy would I'll, say... I'll invest. <laughs> I would invest. You would invest. Yeah. Just like Kurtz and I do the, uh, the handle. Do you have more Kurtz stuff? Because I do. Wait, hold on. Oh, check your notepad and shit. <laughs> no, go ahead. Okay. I have something I can end with. But Kurtz not, is not our Kurt. newest boss hog. Kurtz is the new... What? He... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. He he uh, he made a pledge. We appreciate that, Kurtz. Thank you so much for that. Kurtz, you give me wood. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's... That's great. Tara, laugh! No, see, I can actually... <laughs> She's chuckling quietly. I know. It's almost I'm waiting like she for, a I'm waiting for her to out loud laugh at it, though. Wow, it we'll sounds like we're the only ones in the room. We'll get her one of these days. So we're, we're going to rotate every week. Tommy's going to come over, and then I'm going to go over to his place. We're just going to rotate. Maybe whenever I go over to Tommy's, I'll tug Tara along, and we'll see if we can get her to, to contribute. Um, it only on takes her sitting here for a couple more times. Exactly. And playing on her phone. What if we took Tara's phone away from her She'd and made herself. her just sit there? Yeah. You would have to contribute. That's Fortnite. true. Oh, you'd just play Fortnite instead? No, take away all other multimedia sources and then you just have to sit or contribute. Out of stubbornness, I would not. I, I can believe that <laughs> only because you're me. So, I want to do a follow-up from last episode. Okay. There was something very important that I didn't bring up. And so we were talking about... I don't want to say politics specifically a little bit, but just the culture of people saying things and then getting in trouble and all that. Do you know what I'm really sick and tired of? Mm. And I have been for a long time. People apologizing. 
if you say something, you mean it. Mm-hmm. And that's why... I, this, that's this is not gonna, true. I don't agree with that. Well, okay, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. L- let me put it this way. I am a huge... I'm a huge proponent of the school of thought where, like, when something comes out of your mouth, there's a reason it came out of your mouth. And I am on the side of things where I own that. That doesn't mean I double down and say, eat shit, I hope you die. That's not what I mean. But Tara and I joke about this a lot because we're both guilty of it. We do the fake apology where if somebody is offended by something, we, we don't say I'm sorry. We say, I'm sorry if you were offended by that. Or mm. I'm sorry if you took offense. And that's the, me saying, I actually don't give a shit what you think. You're an idiot and you're too sensitive. And the key word there is, I'm sorry if. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, if I if I do something wrong by Tara, I know to just say I'm sorry. Well, like, now I'm, I know. I'm not an idiot. Now I know to be listening for the if after you apologize. I wouldn't do to that me. to you. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> to most people, yeah, I would. Uh, I would say, in general, I will do the fake apology, Mm -hmm. and I do it intentionally, and if somebody calls me out, I'm like, yes, you're very astute, that was, uh, good job, I'm not, I'm not apologetic about that. What? what? Oh my god, I I just got a text from Ashley Davis, and I I have to, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, this is good, this is good, this is perfect. Ashley Davis is the newest Craft Heads podcast Mm -hmm. fan. She has been texting me all week about watching, listening, I wish watching, that would be yeah. hilarious, listening to the Craft Heads podcast, and she wants to have a drink made, and she wants to get a Craft Head mug. Okay, that's great. As far as having a drink made, you need to pledge Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Alex said In. it. Um, In. She is a big fan. She listened to my old podcast before, like before 2v1. Yep. I had a podcast way back in the day. She really likes it. She's a great fan. Always been a Ashley, good friend. Ashley, we'll make you a mug. Loves to talk to me about easy. it. So I appreciate you, Ashley. And uh, we can go back to our fake apology No, totally. No, topic. But, but seriously, with I, I even remember thinking about that as a teenager, thinking to myself, why is that person apologizing? Like, they're clearly a very divisive, antagonistic person. And then they just, they apologize because that's, that's what they have to like. They're, they're probably a slave to money first mm-hmm. and foremost, especially media personalities. Are you talking only celebrities? No, not not only celebrities. I'm, those are the best examples because you see that on Twitter every day. It's a headline. It's every headline is so and so apologizes to so and so or X corporation for Y or whatever that they, whatever it is that they did, and it's just like you know what? Show a little spine. Mm-hmm. Say, no, I stand behind what I said, and maybe I should have said it differently, or maybe you know I could have framed it a little bit. But at the end of the day, this is how I feel. And I would really be okay with that. And I mean that from both sides, and I, and I say that very sincerely. Like, I'm not just talking about the right or the left. If you come out with, a, with an opinion and you stand behind it, I might not respect that particular stance, I will respect the fact that you said something, you stood behind it, you took ownership for it, and that's that. You deal you deal with whatever sort of fallout or consequences or whatever and and, and you're unapologetic about it. I can really appreciate that. Now, if you if you really wrong somebody on a very personal level, like especially a very personal level or if you do something objectively wrong that is not opinion-based, and it's not driven by the mob mentality insanity of today's society, that's different. You should apologize, and you should not have the the if afterward. Right. I just wanted to... 
I, I remember looking at my notes from the last episode, and I was like, why didn't I talk about this? In I I guess this isn't very... Um, it's not on the same track as the apologizing for your views. Mm-hmm. But another... What you said in the beginning is, I'm tired of people apologizing for everything. That is something that I've been saying since I was really, really young. I even, said that too. Even my girlfriends, guy friends... I, if they were like, if they did something really stupid and I was just like, what are you doing that for? They like, just as like kind of a joking, but like in a friendly way, they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I said that with all, with all of my friends, I would always be like, stop apologizing. I, I like, number one, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Number two. Yeah, that's a little different. I see what you're, you're saying. You're diluting your apology. So if you ever do do something wrong, do do, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you ever do do something wrong. It, it it doesn't it's seem, gonna it's gonna be you're like oh you've apologized to me a hundred times before it doesn't matter exactly whenever i hear i'm sorry out of somebody i want it to i want be it to be mean. genuine yeah I, it's I, as much as saying like i, I love right you. there with you it's as I'm, much as i'm saying is, i love you that's a really good analogy those two feelings that you are expressing to another human being are very important and again i i don't want anybody to take away from this that Alex is uh, an unapolo- unapologetic asshole oh, i want oh. you to take away from me you need to apologize thing for things that you need to apologize for, and you do not need to apologize things that you don't need to apologize for. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So. I'm I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Yep. Choo- it's it's as much as in a relationship picking your battles that are worth fighting. Totally. It's, don't apologize for any for everything. Not anything. Don't apologize for everything. Stand by what you believe in. Yeah. Relationship wise. Sure. You know, or who you are as a person, and. People respect you more. I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. What's next? <laughs> I I have, have as I drew attention to Ashley Davis also being a listener. We have some more devout listeners also. Mm-hmm. Two of my well, one is my cousin and my cousin's best friend. And I'll get to their names in a second. Okay. They have been crafty Patrons. fans. I don't know. Actually... Oh, I was saying that generally. I didn't mean actual patrons. Which they should become. I think they might be. I think... So my cousin, my first cousin Carly... Yes. Might be a patron. I'm not 100% positive. We'll have to look into that. But she has been with us since the beginning. Mm -hmm. And she has brought along her best friend, Audrey. And they were sending me snaps the other day as Carly was painting her house... Audrey sent me a oh, self snap. The would you rather? Yes. Okay. Audrey sent me a a uh, self snap of her and Carly just sitting there, and Audrey had a glass of wine in her hand, and she was just like, "Crafty Girls, episode number one." Yeah. And she started going into a would you rather episode, reminiscent of our would you rather episode, which might have been 10, 11, I'm not really sure, but Something she had a now. really good one that that seemed. I think it was Carly. Carly came up with off the top of her dome. Very creative girl. She said, and I wanted to ask you this question because I'm not sure if I would know the answer to this one for you, but hear it out. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world but never be able to travel outside of the U.S.? Or would you rather be able to travel outside the U.S. and never be able to learn the language and communicate with everybody there? Communicate is a very broad term. I want to say the latter. You want to? Yeah. Think about how cool it would be to be able to speak the language to anybody that I know, came in. But what? What? I'm not gonna say what good. That's what I my knee jerk thing was gonna say. 
I was going to say, what good would it be to speak Swahili in the United States? Now, yes, you would be able to exercise that, but you're, you are still, yeah, my answer, I, you, I always drive you nuts because I give you an immediate answer and I stick to it and I'm still sticking to it because just the idea of I'm on this planet for a very finite amount of time. And if I am relegated to the United States and nothing else, I, that to me is a prison. Not really, though. It is. It's a it lot is of to me. land. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with land. It has to do with... What if you didn't know? In fact, well, that's that's different. <laughs> yeah. You didn't put that as part of a... Okay. Well, I'm, on, I'm throwing in the stipulation. What if I you... don't know about land outside the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah, then You're yeah. a flat earther. Yeah, <laughs> a retard, in other words. <laughs> let's say, let's just say you could never... How about this? You could speak every language, but... but you could speak every language... And be able to, and never be able to fl- be fly in a plane ever again, uh-huh. or you could never speak another language, but be able to fly to all parts of however big your world is. Now, now we're getting a little confusing. I don't care. <laughs> Answer the question. I'm going back to the original question. I have to be able to leave the United States if I know that there isn't there are, there is more world out there to be explored. I have to be able to if I if I think. That the United States is the only plane of existence, then I wouldn't care. But by the same token, I'm also thinking, where did all these other languages come from? And then I'm going into existential doubt, and then I'm wondering what the hell is going on, and I'd probably kill myself. So no matter what, my answer is the latter of the initial. I have I have one more way to swing this question. Okay. Just you could speak every language, and never be able to fly again, or. You could fly everywhere, anywhere, doesn't matter. And But you could never speak the language ever again. I'm not saying that you couldn't leave the United States, but just not being able, not to, being able to do it. Yeah, not being able to do to, it by flight. I would flight. have to sail to Japan yes. or Australia. Yeah. yeah. I can speak every language. <laughs> this is, I'm finally getting to where I wanted yeah. to be. An answer that is actually hard for you. Well, it's not hard. I would go the every language, but it, it'd be and be able to travel anywhere by f- any other means other than flying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Especially because I'm very optimistic about mankind and where we're going with transportation. I think I'll find another. Oh, the hyperloop. Sure. <laughs> across. I don't think they're going to have a hyperloop across the Pacific, but yeah. Um, speaking every language, and I just can't fly. I'd probably take that trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd make that deal. So that's damn good. good deal. I was a- <laughs> I was able to swing you the other way. That means that I was getting to the point where the, after three rounds of yeah, caveats. the questioning yeah. got down farther. Yeah, um, I'm not going to answer because I don't want to go into your next um, topic. Didn't you say you had something else? I wanted to talk about really weird dreams. Okay. Okay. So it, and I think what made me think about it. We watched uh, E3 happened recently, mm-hmm. so that would normally be a, a big topic of mine, except I, I sort of don't give a shit about that About anymore. video games? Uh, uh, just in general. Well, you do, but the big titles, maybe you may you might buy three there's a couple, get, Yeah, there's a couple a things that are very near and dear to my heart. We play Rocket League and Fortnite incessantly, and other than that, I'm like, eh, Resident know. Evil. Well, exactly. <laughs> so, Resident Evil 2 zombie apocalypse game yeah they're gonna do a a full remake of that which is a fundamental part of tommy and our childhood Mm -hmm. with uh me and tommy so um that made me think of i had a dream over the memorial day week 
or weekend or whatever at some point where there was a virtual reality game that was so real that this is very, very strange. When I woke up from it, the most powerful part of the dream that I remembered, and I'm still talking about it. Now, at this point, this is like three weeks ago, so that already is impressive because typically if you don't write it down, you don't think about or remember a dream. But there was a form of VR that was so powerful, it was just a matter of being transported into another reality. And I even had a smell stuck in my head when I woke up that I've never even smelled before. There has got to be... That has got to be a form of lucid dreaming, to be able to smell your dream. I mean, I've... Because I've never been there. I consider myself a very strong dreamer yeah and i've never been to the point where well i i dream all the time i remember my dreams they're they're very very vivid for me and it was i remember telling tara about it in the car and i was playing this horrifying survival horror game in vr and i went to hell at one point and i saw satan which was that's a whole nother conversation what did he look like in your dream it was like a combination of a beast and a man and a uh-huh. devil. It was it was horrifying. Okay. And then, but that the it, it it was not just the smell, which by the way wasn't like a sulfury brimstone smell that you would envision right off the top of your head. It was like a smoky, burning fireplace smell. And wow. And there was oppressive heat. Not like oh my god, I'm burning to death. Like being in Phoenix, Arizona in August and it's 110 degrees. And it was really weird that I woke up with such Where were you sleeping? Were you sleeping with Tara? Were you sleeping here? Were you sleeping on the couch? (laughs) What are you getting at? Well, I just want to know. I just want to know. I I know uh, there's three areas that you sleep. It's either on the couch in this apartment. I was visiting Tara for the Memorial Day. You're right. No no matter. And that makes sense because she's a little furnace. Yeah. But. I don't know. It, it was really weird waking up and feeling like I had visited hell. Yeah. It was wild. Mm, that, I op- like, I, like that. I had that oppressive heat with me just in my mind all day long. And it made me think about... Uh, there, another reason I'm bringing this up is... Uh, I, I can't remember. We were talking... We, Tara and I just drove down to Atlanta for 14 hours when she was moving down here. And we were talking about... Got everything under the sun. And somehow Elon Musk came up, probably because I worship him. And he was talking about the simulation hypothesis. I'm getting real deep, and you're running out of steam. No, no, no. Okay, good. Um, so, basically, Elon Musk thinks that we're in a, a simulation. And he, he thinks it's legitimately the most plausible explanation. Black Mirror. So many Black Mirror thoughts uh, exactly. through my head. So, he uses video games as a really good example. He's like, look at Pong. Mm-hmm. Okay, 40 years ago, we had Pong. Pong. The back and forth. Yeah, bar game. It is two 2D. rectangles yeah. and one ball. Uh-huh. You progress to now, forty years later or whatever, <laughs> thirty plus years. That's crazy. And we are at like we're at virtual reality. Now, granted, it's not right now. You and I aren't shitting our pants at it, but it's it's pretty cool. And, you know, it's getting very interesting. If you add any level of sophistication or advancement to the technology that we have right now. You're going to get to the point where it's completely indistinguishable from reality. Oh, scary. It is scary. And in, it's, it's almost that in, sort of ties into that dream for me. It's almost like Inception. Like the movie Inception. Totally. At the end, Leo had no idea if he was still dreaming. 
Yeah, or it just totally left the, the viewer hanging there. Yeah, and and we'll never know as well. There's also speaking of Black Mirror, the Black Mirror episode about video about VR. Yeah. At the end, he also like never knows if he's waking up back into the ne- like the real world or mm-hmm. his VR world. Yeah. Ends up dying. That That's was, scary. Yeah, it's like you kill yourself psychologically. Yeah. So you're burning so many brain cells, not knowing. We we have to finish Black Mirror together. Oh, my, we've watched we, almost all of them. Oh, well, hold on. Before we go into Black Mirror, <laughs> but we're running just, out of time. I know, anyways. I know. I'm gonna leave the viewers with a very profound. Listeners. I hate it so much. <laughs> Why can't we be filmed? Maybe the listeners. We can do a special one, a holiday one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the next thing. In the listeners need to realize your phone is killing you mm-hmm. i'm i feel really strongly about this i'm sure alex does too just you because know i do we agree on everything but most things yeah not everything most um social media is the perfect world that everybody else thinks that they're, they are yeah. that they're living yeah you're never gonna post a picture that you don't like of yourself yeah but every single interaction that you have with somebody is not, you're never going to look exactly like your post does 100% of the time. And people need to realize that. I hate it. I'm, I'm just, I'm getting more and more on, off the social media thing. <laughs> are, are we just dovetailing at the end of this? Go yeah. ahead. You can, you can say you're rebuttal to no, that. No, I, I don't have a rebuttal, dude. I mean, it was, it was like out of left field, but it's all good. I'm, I'm totally, I'm right there with you. I've been you. talking about it a lot lately. I, don't, I just, social media has pissed me off. Yeah. Give, give me a specific example. I just, why. the people that I had in my life that I've created the best connections with, mm-hmm. I have not followed them on social media. Slice Boys being one of them. Yeah. Other people that I have met recently. Being two of them. I'm, yeah. I, I have not friended them on social media. I've not been friends with them. I don't follow them on social media. I just, I just live my life through personal I'm interactions. I'm a good example, actually. You don't give a shit about what I do. And, and first of all, I don't, I don't have half the channels. And second of all, it's not like you're, you know, I'm just babbling about craft heads on Twitter. So who really gives a shit? Yeah. I just saying the people that I'm closest with Tara. Tara's even a good example. I don't yep. follow her on anything. I yep. don't even know if she has a Facebook, for example, but Instagram. But you just see all the duplicate uh, posts. Yeah, well I just I'm just saying the people that I appreciate most in my life right now, I don't care about what their social media looks like. Yeah. I like it. It's a good enough finish for me. Uh, do you have any little drops left? Can we what are we cheer, what are we toasting to? Toasty boys? The first episode not living together. Yeah. But the same feel as always. Same feel. To the same feel. To the same feel. <laughs>